Are you an introvert? You find it difficult to put yourself out there in a social setting or even online? Then this is the episode for you. This week, I'm chatting with Kim Beasley, host of the Creative Introvert podcast and author of the Creative Introverted Entrepreneur. Kim is here to talk with us about her experience of being an introvert and starting her own business and brand and how she's helping others to overcome that same fear of putting themselves out there. As you'll hear in Kim's story, she was faced with a lot of adversity and challenges in her own life that have had a major impact on her mindset of herself and what she's been trying to accomplish, but has since overcome those obstacles to empower others to, as she so brilliantly puts, step outside of their comfort zone and into their greatness. Now, before we get into the interview, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the amazing guests that are coming on to share their experiences in entrepreneurship and business. And if you like what you hear in this episode, I would highly encourage you to go leave a review and a rating of the podcast. Your reviews help others find the podcast and help them decide if it's a worthwhile listen for them. So if it's helping you, I want to be able to help more people and your reviews can help us do that. So go leave a review and I would love you for it. With that said, let's get right into the interview with Kim Beasley. This is the 9-5 Podcast and I'm your host, Nick Nelbach where we get into the minds of entrepreneurs and people just like you so you can start, build, and grow your own online business. All right, welcome to the 9-5 Podcast. This is the show where we bring on entrepreneurs and business owners to help you grow your business. And today on the 9-5 Podcast, I have with me Kim Beasley. Kim, welcome to the 9-5 Podcast. Hi, and thanks for having me. I'm excited to share today. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you here. Before we kick off and we get into our main topic today, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of an idea of who you are and what it is you do in the online space? I am Kim Possible. (laughs) And basically, that's what my clients uh, think of me. And I manage and train and and consult all about WordPress. I literally grew up with WordPress. I've been working with WordPress since 2004 and social media back in the days of the mailing list, 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Networking was done the old-fashioned way. Um, and so um, through the years, I've just cultivated myself and my business according to the changing times. And right now, what I do is I teach uh, un- introvert entrepreneurs how to grow their business online using WordPress and social media. That is very cool. And that is why I'm so excited about this episode, because I feel like there are so many people out there that kind of fall into that introverted bubble. And <laughs> there's... They can do it too. (laughs) Like I don't want I don't want that to be a reason why someone doesn't get into online business or step into the space of entrepreneurship. So I'm really excited to pick your brain on all of that. But before we even do that, something that I like to do with all of my guests on the show (laughs) is ask them what their superpower is. And for everybody listening who might not know what I mean by superpower, I mean like what is that one thing that you are just a rock star at? Like you are the go-to person. Maybe someone comes to you if they have this issue or I don't know, it's just something you think that you rock at. What would you think your superpower would be? Untying knots. (laughs) (laughs) You come to me with a problem in your business that's knotting you up. I can untie it. I love troubleshooting. 
I am that one person. And it's so funny because my clients say, okay, wave your magic wand, whatever you need to do, fix this problem now. Uh, They think I literally have a magic wand. (laughs) And uh, one of my clients actually sent me a Mrs. Potato Head Wonder Woman because that's what she, she sees me as a Wonder Woman when I can go in and fix her problems. That is awesome. I'm going to have to keep your number on speed dial so that when I have these problems, I can just be like, hey, I, I need you, Kim. Do it. That's funny. Now, I'm interested, why, where did the passion for entrepreneurship, and I noticed I was digging around on your website, social media is a big part of that too. Where, where did that passion come from? Why the interest in that? Well, it came from um, my desire to help others. Uh, Over the years, I've done a lot of different things with social media. Yes, even as an introvert, I have done uh, video. I have done uh, even live newscast segment. For about two and a half years, I worked with a newscaster where I would write the script, give her her questions that she asked me. I would answer the questions. I would talk about technology and social media. And as an introvert, I still get butterflies in my stomach when I have to go on camera. I, I, at first, you know, knee-jerk reaction, camera, uh, but uh, <laughs> this this thing about social media, it's not so much about pushing information out. It's about being seen and growing your business and helping people to learn what you're all about and what your business is about and how you can help them. I really like that. And I know all too well exactly what you're talking about, stepping in front of that camera. That's actually the last couple episodes of this podcast have been specifically about that topic, getting on camera Mm -hmm. and how to improve that on camera presence. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, you did say you are an introvert yourself. You. Yes, you are. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Talk talk to me about that a little bit. um, I know a lot of people view introverts as people who are shy and don't want to talk and who want to be hidden. Um, I am a more of an ambivert. I'm probably about an introvert 80 to 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. That 10 to 20% of the time when people actually see me, that's when that extrovert kind of thing comes out and they think, oh, she's an extrovert. No, I'm not. Give me a book. <laughs> give me a corner. Give me a, you know, a couch. <laughs> I am reading a book. I am good to go. This whole thing, this like this whole year, I have not freaked out when they said, you know, you have to work from home. I was like, what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> because I'm an introvert and I don't have to be the center of attention. I can be, but I don't have to be. And I don't thrive on that. So as an introvert, you can be quiet. You can be shy. And at the same time, you can have those moments where you can shine so that it can help you grow your business. That is super interesting. What did what did you say that was? Ambivert? Ambivert, yes. A-B-M-B-I-V-E-R-T, ambivert. It's a mixture between an introvert and an extrovert. That is is so cool. I did not know that that was, that had a term. That's kind of where I think I would kind of classify myself as as well. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to go out of my way to create a bunch of interactions and bring attention to myself. <laughs> but if it's something like we're both having this conversation right now on the mm-hmm. podcast, like I might seem like I'm a super extrovert with a lot of energy, like ready to go. But aside from this, I'm usually I stay away. <laughs> oh yeah. That's me. I, 
you know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm cool with sitting, working at home. Got my friends that I'm close to on the internet. I'm good to go. Um, I don't have to get out and run around. I don't have to see people. I can grow my business online. And that's what I've been doing over the years, growing my business online so that I don't have to get out and, and do the networking and the face-to-face because I do that all online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I guess to your point about social media, that gives you the world is at your access at that point. So you oh, can yeah. you can get yourself out there without physically getting yourself out there. Oh, yes. One of my big, biggest clients is a corporate, uh, a corporation. And um, they have dealers that sell their prop, that resell their products. And so they have dealers all over the world. Uh, And I have trained their dealers how to use WordPress. And in that training, in in training the dealers, I've trained dealers in France, Canada, and the U.S. Dang. So do you speak multiple languages? (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) I I had someone on my team who. Uh, who spoke and wrote French, and she actually had to had to translate the website from English to French for them. Oh wow! And build it out. Yeah, it was pretty cool working with that uh, with that team. Yeah, that that is really neat. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious with you starting out in the snail mail marketing, <laughs> how difficult was it to kind of transition out of that into what it is now? I mean. Everything's changed so much since then. Oh, just seeing how social media has literally, it, literally watching social media grow up was um, was just eye opening. Uh, when I said mailing list, I was talking about the uh, <laughs> literal uh, online mailing list where you can sign up oh. and you ne- and then the person who was actually uh, cultivating the, the mailing list, what she would do is. She would have questions and we would answer the questions via the mailing list. And that's uh, how we network and grew our businesses together. And we would find partnerships. Uh, we, I went from that to another kind of weird social media website that's still around. And this was around the early 2000s. And then LinkedIn came out, got on LinkedIn. And then Facebook and Twitter came out. Uh, I think LinkedIn came out in 2005 and Facebook and Twitter became public in 2007. So I've kind of joined these networks as they became available and participated on them. Um, My favorite network, LinkedIn. Um, I've been hearing that a lot lately. It's about business. uh, Although there are some people who get on it and try to treat it like it's Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's not Facebook. It's LinkedIn. <laughs> and it's it's not about LinkedIn is B2B. It's finding people that can uh, that you can partner with to help grow your business and you can help them grow their business. Mm-hmm. I get bombarded every day by people who don't take the time to get to know me to build a relationship to even see if I am a good fit for their business, they just like, I, I, you know, I got this product. I think you need to buy it or I got this service. I think you need to hire me. Mm-hmm. Do you even know me? And, right. and, and to me, those people are people who are coming from places like Facebook and that are used to that. And they are, they haven't learned the LinkedIn culture, which mm-hmm. is totally different. And uh, to me, social media is not about, trying to sell to my connections. It's about trying to partner with my connections 
to sell to their connections. That's what that's what LinkedIn allows me to do. It's about getting in front of their audiences. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, I that's like that. what I encourage introvert entrepreneurs to do on LinkedIn. I actually have a course, LinkedIn Marketing for Introverts, that teaches you not to bombard and push your way into people's face, but use permission marketing in the sense that you ask them to connect with you, get to know them. And if they, if you find that they're a good fit, then you say, hey, you know, maybe you may be interested or something like that. But get to know someone before you pitch them. That's that's all I ask when people <laughs> try to reach out to me on LinkedIn. And if someone pitches me without trying to get to know me, that's a quick way for me to remove their connection and and delete their conversation. That's exactly how I am. It seems like I'm usually pitched that way. The very first, like the connection request message comes mm-hmm. out and it's like, hey, we have this product. And like, well, I don't really want to connect with you because I don't want to know what you're doing there. But we actually, on the podcast, we had someone that was talking about, they do cold outreach and they do cold mm-hmm. email outreach and they do outreach on LinkedIn. And he was talking about exactly what you're talking about right now. When you make that outreach, you're not trying to pitch them on that initial outreach. You're trying to build that connection up front. And then once you have, like you said, the permission, then you kind of can chat with them and determine if they're going to be a right fit for whatever product or partnership or whatever you're trying to sell. So that's like incredible timing. I think that podcast episode, the time of recording just went live today. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's that's crazy. Perfect timing (laughs) to talk about it. I think, uh, I think uh, a lot of people, uh, felt the need this year to really push at getting people to buy from them. So their marketing tactics were very rudimentary Mm -hmm. and very harsh. And I try to, when someone pitches me without trying to get to know me, without trying to build a relationship, I try to educate them. You know, I thank them for connecting with me. And I just try to be nice and say, hey, I get bombarded all the time. It, it probably would help if you took the time to get to know someone to see if you're, uh, if you, if there's a good fit between you and that person before you try to pitch it. What kind of responses do you get? Uh, some people thank me. Some people ignore me. Yeah. Uh, I've had some who even got angry at me. Really? I'm like, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> yeah. And they're the ones that are being kind of aggressive Ooh. up front. Yeah. <laughs> coming at you with a pitch unwarranted. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Totally Interesting. <laughs> now I was, I was, as I said, I was picking around on your site and the social media stuff really caught my attention. You have a lot of stuff on there about brand awareness and making yourself stand out on social media. What do you think, like, what would be some big tips? I don't want to get too deep into this because I still want to cover introverted entrepreneurs and get breaking into that space. But what do you think some quick tips would be in terms of building that brand awareness when it comes to social media. Know who you're marketing to. Know who your target market is. Understand how they think, how they buy, how they talk, how uh, what they watch on TV. When you understand your target buyers, then you can make yourself stand out for what they need. Understand their pain. And, and when you understand their pain or what they need, then you can make yourself known as the person who provides that. Um, I, I am an introvert entrepreneur. 
I have rebranded myself to be an introvert entrepreneur coach. And I speak to the pain that introvert entrepreneurs experience, and then I give them a solution. So I would definitely say, uh, figure out who your target buyers are, figure out what their pain is, figure out all these different things I've mentioned, and then figure out how you can provide a solution to them. Uh, you can make yourself stand out mainly by being that go-to person or like I call myself Kim Possible. I was Kim Possible before there was even a Kim Possible cartoon. <laughs> and the original was, Kim Possible. <laughs> it was so funny because one of my uh, guy friends gave me that nickname and, and, and it was like within a year that cartoon came out after you no gave way. it serious. I was like, dude, did you sell my nickname? <laughs> um, Too many I, people are watching what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so, uh, I'm, so I would say become known for that one thing that your target buyers are looking for that they need a solution for. And, I like and, that. And that can help you stand out. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles. You don't have to uh, do all the crazy stuff online unless you want to. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just become known for that one thing, that one solution that your target buyers need. I really like that. Something that I've been told in the past when you're trying to... I guess, get your content out there into the world, trying to attract more attention. If you've already got this somewhat of an audience built or you're paying attention to what those pain points are, really pay attention to the words they're using Mm -hmm. to describe those problems. And then when you have that solution, when you decide what your solution is going to be, reuse the same words that they're using to describe their problem in your solution. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that's so genius. Because now it's not me coming to you saying I have the solution. It's me understanding your problem and saying, yes. here's a solution to this exact problem that you have. Oh, yes. That's that's exactly what I uh, teach my, my coaching clients. That it's not so much that you got to have the flashing lights and, and all the bells and whistles. It's more about the message that you deliver. It's mm-hmm. more about you being able to communicate in a way that your target buyers can hear it and receive it. Because mm-hmm. as an introvert, I know what my pain is. <laughs> I know what my issue is. And I, and, and I can relate to other introverts. So I speak to mm-hmm. the pain that I personally have experienced and how I overcome it. And, and right. as I mentioned uh, before, before I do anything, I get butterflies. Before I record my own podcast, before I go on video, before I even record a podcast where I'm interviewing someone, I get (laughs) butterflies. I am nervous. It's all about how you choose to handle that situation. (laughs) And and I just give myself the little soft talk, the self-talk and go, okay, Kim, you know, you got to do it. This will help you grow your business. And then I push, I push myself out of my comfort zone. And that's a key thing right there. Push yourself out of your comfort zone and step into your greatness. When you push yourself out of your comfort zone and step into your greatness, it will help you see, oh, I can help this person. I can help that person. Because you're getting past your fears and you're becoming something more than what you expected to become. And so recently I uh, wrote a column for a magazine, one 
one of my friends has a magazine. I wrote a column about introvert entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And that was, it goes live in January. And that by me writing that column, it let my friend know, oh, she has this huge, this magazine that has like hundreds of thousands of people who are subscribers. It's, I think she even said somewhere close to a million. I can't remember the total wow. number. And so I was like, okay, I'm nervous about this. This is a big step, but I can do it. Um, and the, she has this big name person going to be on the cover of her magazine in January. And I was like, I can do this. Okay. And I sit down and I write the article. Well, by me getting out of my comfort zone, writing this article for this big magazine, I ended up being asked to do a monthly column for introvert entrepreneurs. No way. Seriously. And that is so cool. And she's uh, she's going to do what I call a power hour every quarter on my podcast. So oh, wow. <laughs> so it, it, it's it's just really mind boggling how when I got out of my comfort zone, what it led to. You never Absolutely. know what your efforts can lead to when you get out of your comfort zone. Introvert entrepreneurs get out of that comfort zone and step into your greatness. I absolutely love that. First of all, <laughs> congratulations. That is so cool. Thank you. Thank you. And second of all, that I'm so happy you said that because that is something all the listeners know. I've been preaching that the last, I don't know how many episodes. <laughs> like if you're not going to step out of your comfort zone and you're going to just live in this little bubble, you're not going to grow. Pushing yourself to step outside and beyond that, that's where you're going to see that progress and where good things are going to happen. And case in point right here, you did that and great things are happening for you. That is so cool. Oh, yes. And this, and the fun thing is uh, when I interviewed her recently, uh, her podcast had the most downloads, had about 250 the last time I checked. And, wow. and I'm like, OK, I got to stick with her. There's something about this. And so I think the big thing is identify. Uh, one of the big things is identifying your opportunities. Also, mm-hmm. the opportunities that can kick you out of your comfort zone and help you step into your greatness. I think that is important to keep your eyes open for these opportunities, because if you let them pass you by, you're going to be going, man. I should have done that. Man, right. what would have happened? You don't want to live your what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, I'm trying to think, is there anything that when these opportunities present themselves that there might be some like key indicators like, okay, maybe this is something that I need to look deeper into or start focusing on. Like maybe this is one of those opportunities. Is it, do you think there's any like telltale signs that something like that's happening? Oh yeah. When you feel like you're being pushed out of your comfort zone, that's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I love writing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I have a <laughs> I have a pen name and she has written 10 books that are, are published on Amazon. And then I have two books under my real name. And wow. um, and I, I, I have other books that I've written, but I haven't published them yet because I'm a very uh, I'm a very particular writer. <laughs> And so what I encourage people to do is to when when an opportunity is presented to you, uh, weigh it against how it will affect you, not only you as a person, but you as your business. Is it something that can help you grow or is it something that will hinder you? If it's something that will hinder you, if it's not a good fit, don't do it. 
you'll know if something's <laughs> not a good fit for you. I've been asked to do things uh, in the past that I've had to say no to because I didn't feel a good fit. And you're knowing your gut. I, I weigh the options of how is this going to help me in my business grow? There are some basic questions you can ask yourself. If someone comes to me and say, hey, I want to be interviewed by you. Like, for instance, when you approached me, I looked at your website. I listened to your podcast. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't feel it was a good fit, I wouldn't have come on. Right. It's, it's all about doing your due diligence of research and, and finding if the person who's presenting an ideal to you is a good fit or not. I've had to turn down interviews. I've had to turn down opportunities because they didn't fit. I remember um, a potential client that I turned down because their mode of business didn't fit with the way I do business. Mm. So I was like, mm. and it would have been a really good deal, but I had to turn it down because it just did not fit and I didn't feel in my gut. And I looked at, I did my research and I said, mm, I can't do that. And you have right. to do what's right for you and your business. But don't be afraid. If something is a good fit, push yourself out of your comfort zone. If it is a good fit and you know it to help you grow your business. Yes, I love that. Yeah, that, that's actually something that we haven't really talked about on the podcast. I preach to step out of the comfort zone and kind of like go, 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 do it, do it, do it. But that is what you're saying right there. At the same time, you can't be afraid to tell someone no. Like you don't have to take in everything. But I guess the moral of what I'm trying to preach is exactly what you're trying to preach. Don't mm -hmm. let that nervousness and that feeling of, okay, I don't know about this, prevent you from stepping into something great. Like exactly what you said, push yourself outside of your comfort zone and step into greatness. Yes. I think that is, that is such a cool phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I corn it. Yes. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Beasley, you heard it here first. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so on the topic of introverted entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. you have a book that just recently came out, I believe. Well, it's been out for a little bit, but I okay. actually have uh, a course that ties with the book that came out recently. Oh, cool. Okay. And and the book is the, um, the thing about the book is called Creative Introverted Entrepreneur. And it's a roadmap to help you grow your business online. And it's a quick read. I, I like writing quick read books. And it's packed full of information that helps introverts look at themselves, looks, look at their business and see how they can grow online. I actually share my story, part of my story in how I've grown my business as an introvert entrepreneur. And then in the deep dive, it, it, it's literally deep dive into creative introvert entrepreneur book. Uh, it takes each chapter and it walks you through applying what you have read in the book. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And now the, the course is that, is that something that's online that kind of ties in yes. with it or how? Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. That course Very is cool. also online. And one thing I, I didn't include in the book be, and in the course yet, and I am in the process of trying to figure out how I can edit them and add the story, is the story of why I'm on oxygen. When people see me for the first time, well, let me go back. So <laughs> back in 2016, <laughs> I moved into an apartment. And before I moved in, I asked the manager, hey, you know, I'm allergic to mold. Is there is there a mold problem? She said, oh, no, it's not a mold problem. 
I move in September, October time frame. By January, I'm having to take allergy pills. By March, I'm having to do steroid nose spray. By June, July, I am put on oxygen. And basically, uh, during this time frame, found that there was mold highly infested in the HVAC system of my apartment. Holy cow. Yeah. So I... My doctor gave me a letter and I moved out, uh, but the damage had been done. I lived in that apartment for 10 months. Uh, the damage had been done. And and so I was put on oxygen. I've been on oxygen since 2017. And so uh, right about that time, because before then, I was doing like the news segments, uh, the live news, and I was doing video and I stopped because I didn't want people to see me with my oxygen. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to one of my coaches this year. She's an introvert. And she was like, uh, Kim, why aren't you doing video? Oh, I'm on oxygen. I don't want people to see me with my tube, you know, tube in my nose. She said, no, you need to do video because you have something to say. You need to get out there and do more. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want to show people. I don't want to take pictures. And she said, Kim, there is someone out there who needs to hear your story because it'll help them move forward. Oh, man. And, <sighs> and when she said that, I couldn't say no. And I immediately went and I took a picture of myself with the oxygen on. Of course, I beautied up. <laughs> took a picture and I changed all my profile pictures to show me uh, with the oxygen tube on. And I put an explanation with that picture why I was on oxygen because I didn't want people thinking I had gotten COVID. And, oh, right. and yeah. so I gave an explanation of, of my story. And I, I, ever since then, I've felt freer to tell my story and explain and share with people that regardless of your limitations that you may have, you can do whatever you want to do. You just got to put your mind to it. You got to do your research. You got to have a plan to move forward and get out of your comfort zone to grow your business online. That is such a powerful story and <laughs> message. I First of all, I'm sorry that that happened to you. That is not you. great, but you took that not great situation. And I love that you are now using that to, I guess, reach more people and impact more people. That is so cool. Oh, yes. As an introvert, I didn't want to be on camera in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then I am on oxygen and I'm like, okay, <sighs> I don't need to be, I don't want to be on camera anymore. I I, I can just do podcasting. And, um, and the thing I want to encourage introverts to do, introvert entrepreneurs, Take a deep look at yourself and take a deep look at your business. Figure out what's holding you back. Why are you not move, Why are you not uh, doing things to be seen more? Why are you not starting a podcast? Why are you not doing videos? And then take when, when you f- figure out that reason, look that reason in the eye and and tell it you're not going to stop me anymore. It's time for me to move past this. It's time for me to be seen online so I can sell to my target buyers. I love it. I I really love that. I would say even take those ideas that you're just talking about and write them down, Mm -hmm. put them down on a piece of paper, put them down right in front of you so you can quite literally look (laughs) those problems in the face. (laughs) Yes, yes. Stare your problems down. Stare your pain down. 
look, I mean, here I am. I'm I'm on oxygen 24 seven. Every everywhere I go, even when I leave my home, mm-hmm. I have to carry in a portable oxygen machine. If I can push past that, having to be seen with a tube in my nose. If I can push past that to do video, I think that anybody can push past any uh, any roadblock or barrier or fear that they may have to do video. If you don't want to be seen, do podcasting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just as uh, it's another tool that allow you to grow your business online. It can you can do this. As the listeners know as well, video is something that I've been pushing myself to do, and it is something that it's an uncomfortable place for me. <laughs> but I've been I've been making steps. I actually I've gone live a couple different times on Twitter, and I think once on Instagram. But I just recorded. It should be live at this point. A whole YouTube series that by the time this every this episode goes out, it'll be live. But that that was a huge step, awesome. and it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. I screwed up a lot. I did a lot of redo takes, but I got through it. And by the time I got done with it, I was listening to it, going through the editing. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't sound as bad as I thought it is going to. I did not give myself nearly enough credit. And now it's kind of got me excited to keep putting out new video. My issue is balancing the podcast and doing video at the same time, but I know I can iron out the process, but I'm I'm excited to do it now. And I know it's only going to get better. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's me cheering. <laughs> <laughs> but that I mean that just goes to show like what exactly what you're saying, like anybody can do this. Yes. There's a lot there I see it there's the people that are in a lot worse situations than you are that are doing it. You can definitely do it too. I totally agree. I um on my podcast I give a weekly challenge every week mm-hmm. and I just recorded my last podcast for the year because I take the last two weeks off of the year and it goes live this week. And in the weekly challenge is for everyone to take a look at your business and see what worked, what didn't work, and assess what you need to do to refine the things that did work. Assess if you need to even try the things that didn't work, try to enhance those things. If you don't, if they if they will not help you, cut them out of your business. Because going into 2021, I feel that only those things that work for your business, you should continue. Mm-hmm. I, I have some things that I really like doing, but they just didn't work. And I, and so as I look back at the money I spent on advertising, uh, on hiring people into my business, on, uh, just all the different products and tools that I use in my business, what really worked and what didn't. If something didn't work, cut it out, push it out of the way. It's, it's, it's holding you back. But if something worked, enhance it and prepare to increase it in 2021. I love that challenge. I'm going to, I'm going to put that. First of all, I want everyone to think about that (laughs) after they get done listening to this episode. Second of all, I'm going to put that in the show notes to this episode, put that challenge out there for everybody. I want you to do that. It's something I've been kind of thinking about. I I haven't thought about it in that same light what worked and what didn't work. So I'm, I'm going to have to go back and kind of regather my notes and kind of throw <laughs> that into the mix now as well. But I, I do challenge everyone listening to this episode, go try to figure out what worked and what didn't work and determine if this is something that you need to continue pursuing or you need to focus on something else that actually is worth the time for you and your business. What, 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 I, I'm full of old sayings. And one of the old sayings my, my mom taught me was, don't pour your money into a bucket with holes. 
Because if you have something that is draining your business, it's not bringing any money in, it's taking money out, you need to think about whether that's good for your business, whether it's good for you. Because you don't have money to play with. During these times, every penny, you have to make sure it works to bring in more money. And if you're not podcasting, it's so easy to get into podcasting. It doesn't cost a lot of money. You can start off small and you can grow into where you have expensive microphones or or you have uh, you're using expensive tools. But you can start off using free tools and get your podcasting going. And and one one of my uh, friends, she said, Kim, you're you're doing so well with your podcast growing and all like that. Have you thought about coaching others to do this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, because the thought had crossed my mind to create a podcast coaching course, uh, mm-hmm. a group course. And and I was like, eh, I just pushed it aside. And when she asked me about it, I was like, was she reading my mind or so? <laughs> so in 2021, uh, I don't think it's going to be at the beginning of the year, but sometime in 2021, I'm actually going to take 10 people under my wing, teach them about podcasting, coach them, host their podcast, and uh, just teach them the whole the whole gamut of getting their podcast out there and growing it. That is so cool. That is actually that YouTube series that I was telling you about. Uh-huh. That is, it's a three-part series on how to start a podcast. So, oh, with the, we the timing of all of our heads together. I know. <laughs> There's been several things we've mentioned throughout this episode that the timing is just way too perfect. <laughs> oh, yes. I think we need to uh, put our heads together to see how we can partner on a few things because we have similar thinking on a lot of things that we both talked about. Yeah. No, definitely. We will. I'm, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right. We are kind of nearing the end of the episode here. I want to know before we get wrapped up. Are there any exercises? We talked about staring our fears in the face. Are there any other exercises we can do as introverted entrepreneurs to kind of ease that tension and break ourselves into the space of entrepreneurship and really grow our business? Uh, Yeah, there is a a second book that I wrote under my name. Uh, It's called Your Passionate Passionate Business. It has a four-step process for those who want to start a business, who haven't really truly figured out what their business is, uh, where you start off with a list. You create a list of 20 things you like to do. And then you look at that list and you say, okay, I'm gonna take half of this list and whittle it down to the top 10 things that I really, really, really love to do. Mm-hmm. And then you take that list and, and every step you're cutting off some things until you get down to the top like five things you really like to do. And then you pair those things to create a business. For instance, if you're a lawyer and you love to write, maybe you might want to write legal books or mystery books, something along that line. Or you may want to reach out and, and connect with the nonprofit organization and do pro bono work for them. You never know um, how you want to start a business or what you want to do until you make a list. Start with the list. I, I, I am a list person. I always tell people start with a list and then mark things off that don't fit and, and go from there until you get to a, 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 a sizable list that 
is small enough to where you can move forward with. I love that. I'm a big list guy as well. And that's <laughs> actually this very similar tactic to what I recommend people when they're just getting started, starting with that list and kind of breaking down from there. So I love that strategy and I love that tip. Okay. Is there anything else, any final words of wisdom, maybe some last minute motivation? This episode has been so motivational, inspirational Mm -hmm. for me. So I know the listeners are going to get so much out of it, but any last words of advice for people who are on the fence? They're not quite sure if they want to take that leap into online business because they're, I don't know, it's just a little too uncomfortable right now. The biggest and best advice I could give you. Get out of your comfort zone and step into your greatness. In every person, especially uh, talking to my fellow introverts, in every person there is a business. If you want to step into your step out of your comfort zone into your greatness, that's up to you. I, I fully believe that anyone can become an entrepreneur. It's all about the will to do it, the want to do it, and the ability to get past the fear that holds that can hold you back and push into that that greatness that's waiting on you to grow to create your business and grow it. So I would definitely say get out of your comfort zone and step into your greatness. Perfect. I love it. All right, Kim, where would you like people to go? to get in touch with you, whether that's social media or a website, where do you want people to reach out to get in touch with you? There are two places they can go. There's my website, kimbeasley.com, or my training site or, or training hub. I call it site or hub. My training hub is KBC, K as in kite, B as in Boyd, C as in Charlie, training.com. And I have live chat on both websites if they want to reach out to me via live chat. I will put the links to both the website, kimbeasley.com, and the training hub, kbctraining.com, on the show notes to this website. And something that I actually want to do, this is not anything that I've done yet on the podcast. I want to, first of all, get some people to take action that are listening to this podcast episode. And I'm going to, I want to incentivize them a little bit. So, what I want people to do is I want them to go to the show notes page and comment on this post. What is or what are your top three, one to three ideas of what you want to do as far as starting a business? So you're going to create this list like what Kim is saying. We're going to kind of whittle it down. What are your one to three top ideas for starting a business? And I want you to comment on the post on the show notes to this episode. And I'm going to give one of the top results. Maybe I'll have Kim and myself go through the comments and find our favorite result. And I want to give this person that we select a copy of your book, Creative Introverted Entrepreneur. Anyway, get, keep, get a little bit of incentivized <laughs> action here. Get some people to step out of their comfort zone. I think, I think this will be a little bit of a fun activity for everyone to do. I agree. I agree. Thank you. Perfect. I look forward yeah. to get see, to reading the comments. Absolutely. Well, all right, Kim, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I had a blast today. And like I said, this was such an inspirational, motivational episode. Like I'm my days half over, but I'm ready to go kick some butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have enjoyed sharing and I have enjoyed talking with you. Well, thank you very much. And we will be in touch. So that was the interview with Kim Beasley. I really appreciate how vulnerable and how genuine Kim was in that entire interview. I think she is just an amazing person and such an amazing story. 
Now, as you just heard, like a lot of us, she has been faced with a lot of challenges in her life that have tried to knock her down. And I'm fairly certain everyone listening can relate to that. Really, I just think it's so inspiring that she was able to step outside of that comfort zone, push beyond all of these barriers that were trying to prevent her from doing what she loves to do. And she just, as she always says, step outside of that comfort zone and into her greatness. She has a story to share, and so do you. So, Step outside of that comfort zone. Now, near the end of the episode, you heard me say that I wanted to gift someone who comments on the show notes of this episode a copy of Kim's book, The Creative Introverted Entrepreneur. I'm actually going to raise the stakes a little bit, and I'm not just going to be giving away one copy. Instead, I'm going to be giving away five copies of Kim's book to our top five favorite comments. So to win a copy of Kim's book, all you have to do is go to the comments on the show notes page for this episode and list out what your top three ideas for a business that you would like to start. That could be a business that you want to start a few weeks from now, a year from now, five years from now, whatever that is. Just give your top three business ideas of something you would like to start. After you leave a comment, Kim and myself will pick five winners to receive a copy of her book, The Creative Introverted Entrepreneur. And to leave a comment, just go to my website and the show notes for this page, which can be found at 95podcast.com forward slash episode 29. And that's all spelled out N-I-N-E-F-I-V-E podcast.com forward slash episode two nine. And that is the number two and the number nine. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page there, you'll see a section to leave a comment. Just leave a comment and let us know what your three business ideas are. On that show notes page, you can also find the transcripts and links discussed in this episode, including links to get in touch with Kim. So there's a lot of value on that show notes page as well. So after you leave a comment, maybe just pick around on that page, see if there's anything interesting there for you. So that is it for this week. I hope you have a great rest of your week and stay safe. And I will catch you guys in next week's episode. 